You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth, and I am the host of the show. And on this podcast, I typically talk about how we can design a fulfilled life ultimately and um, more so I guess in your 20s but this definitely revolves around a culmination of your relationships, your career, your mindset, your health and wellness etc and so I typically just share from personal experience or I interview people that I find have some insight in that particular area of life. So on today's episode though I'm actually going solo and it's a little bit more of a personal process reflection slash I'm here to share with you if any of it is relevant to you and if you can tell by the title it is focused on just the process of my move from Orange County to LA um, and then just of course the things that I did to prepare for this move in case that is appealing to any of you in regards to how to move in general and I also just dive into like making friends, adapting to a new city, how to overcome some of the fears and objections maybe even from parents. So um, hopefully that is appealing to you but if that's not of interest I would definitely recommend stopping here and not listening to this episode. Before we begin though, I do want to dive in really quick about my career ebook guide. So I, again, always appreciate your guys' support so much, but the career ebook guide is something I released back in April and I know you guys have been enjoying it and hearing me talk about it on every single episode, but I just want to reiterate that it is available to you guys on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog. I would recommend this ebook for those of you who are in college right now who need help with LinkedIn, preparing for an interview, how to find jobs, careers, um, just like my mindset when it came to what job I was looking for and so forth. So you can find more and just read more details on what this ebook entails at my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog. All right, guys. So on today's episode, I am going to be talking more so about a personal process with everything that I've been going through or that I had already gone through in the process of moving to a new city 
And for those of you who do keep up with me a little bit more on a personal level, whether that's through Instagram, watching my stories and so forth, you know that I recently moved to Los Angeles from Orange County, California. So of course it wasn't a drastic move. However, it was definitely kind of like some mental blocks came about initially and I think because I was able to talk to certain people about those mental blocks and get their opinion on what they went through in their moves, I realized I was able to get over it and then now being here for about two weeks now, I feel very pleased with my decision and I think for those of you who struggle with the concept or idea of moving and being in a new environment, I hope that this episode can help you in whatever way it can. So I'm going to break it down into a few portions today. So the first thing I want to talk about is just my personal process with moving and kind of just when I started looking at apartments, like really how the idea of moving came about. So to be really transparent, I think 50% of the inspiration came from a more personal experience where I was kind of seeing a guy that also happened to live in LA although he technically doesn't at this time for his work he's actually traveling or not traveling but just in a different city for the time being so um that's also to preface that no I did not move to the city for a guy but I got inspired and kind of looked at LA in a much different lens than I did in previous years where I used to say I would never move to Los Angeles. And then after just spending time with this guy and just also really, I don't know, maybe it's partially to just being at a different stage in my life now, I really looked at LA as a different place. And I looked at it as a place that had a lot of room for growth for me and my career and just kind of the people, the types of people I feel connected with. So Around mid-July, I started looking at locations in Los Angeles just for fun. At this point, I definitely did tell maybe like two people. I think it was my dad and one of my co-workers at work. And I told both of them like, yeah, you know, I just randomly thought about moving to LA. Not that I'm really serious about it, but maybe like 15% chance I said those words verbatim. And after that, I started looking at locations in mid-July. So I was basically targeting like Venice, Santa Monica, Marina del Rey, like West LA, and then West Hollywood was pretty much my second choice, I think, just because of some of my friends or peers from college that I knew lived up there. And also just my favorite option was like Venice area because I've always gone to Venice every time I came up to LA. So I was very familiar with it. And I think I've just always been very attracted to the eclectic, artistic vibe in Venice. So for me, that was like huge. And then after kind of dabbling with the idea in July, I started looking at potential apartment options in the end of July. So this is probably a two to three week span from the time I low-key thought about moving to LA and then from the time I started looking at apartments. And I would preface that, or not preface, but I would say that once you start looking at apartments, you are putting yourself in a position to take it more seriously and just have higher consideration for it. So just to add right there, if you 
do ideally want to move somewhere and you feel yourself procrastinating, just start looking at apartments for fun even, which is initially what I did. I just looked at apartments for fun, but that's my biggest advice. Don't procrastinate too much. So around the end of July, I looked at a potential apartment options, just like in, in the late evening where I was bored and just, uh, you know, finished my work day and I would browse apartments in Marina del Rey, um, Venice, Santa Monica, compare it with West Hollywood, compare the pricing and so forth. And that was probably for about a week or so because I wanted to have a better understanding of the market of how much to expect rent would be for a one bedroom versus a two bedroom and all of that. So I eventually scheduled to tour all of the apartments on the same day and this was around, I think, August 9th, which was like the second weekend of August. And it was funny because a few days before that, I think it was like a Friday, maybe August 7th or something, I got dinner with my old roommate from two years ago. We got dinner in Beverly Hills. And I remember that night I was telling her, yeah, I'm thinking about moving up to LA. And again, this was still me saying I was thinking about it. I was not too serious about it yet. And then lo and behold, two days later, I come back up to LA and I looked at all the apartments. And then that's like what I'm going to say around August 9th. And then pretty much within those two to three weeks, I decided to make like a pros and cons list. I determined what affordability was going to look like for me. Um, and then I did sign a new lease by August 18th. So yeah, that was about, it felt longer. I mean, I guess it was technically only about 10 days when I signed the new lease, but it was relatively a quick process. But I think what happened was when, by the time I looked at the apartments and I found one that I just, that just really stuck out to me, I knew I really liked this apartment it came to me that at this point I've already done this much I think something inside my gut is telling me this is ideally where you want to be at least for the next year and it just like there was just so many like gut feelings calling out to me which I usually don't lean on to be really transparent I'm a little bit more of a logical evidence-based type of person when it comes to making decisions again not all the time but when I make decisions I do try to have a more logical approach to it but something just about this moving process really felt right for me and to me so I want to add as well maybe this will help give you guys ideas on who to talk to and maybe how to get over your mental you know obstacles so for me I think the classic and along with the classic uh, mental obstacles, the first thing that I was kind of scared about or not scared, but just would hold me back from moving was just like, what to expect? Is this the right move? Like ideally, and I think a lot of people want this as well, is like when you go somewhere, you make a big change, you wish you could look through like a window and see what the outcome looks like over the next three months. For me, that's definitely a big thing because I have a habit of wanting to know what to expect, wanting to kind of foresee what's going to happen. And that might be because of my business mind where I'm always projecting numbers, I'm always projecting sales, I'm always projecting where I'm going to be 
in the business realm which is again much easier to predict because it's more numbers game it's more of like where you're standing and the current growth you know whatever um so that's obviously easier to predict but when it comes to life and people and emotions and those kind of things you can't expect and you can't know what to expect so the closest thing I could get to that though was uh I did end up texting my old roommate this was definitely before I made the decision and by the way before I even told my parents this is what I was gonna do I when I was like 80% in I decided to this is probably around like August 12th if I'm gonna give you guys a good date and I reached out to my old roommate and I texted her saying hey uh so I just definitely want to get your thoughts on this because she moved out from South Carolina to Orange County, California, where we were roommates together uh, from 2018 to 2019, which was my senior year of college. And then I believe um, when we both moved out, what was like June 2019, she lived in she lived in Orange County for a little bit for like maybe three months before moving to Los Angeles and breaking her lease and then like moving to LA. So she moved to LA October or September 2019. And at that time, too, I knew she was, like, in L.A. most of her time, even when she lived in Orange County. So I reached out to her and I asked her, like, what are your personal pros and cons with L.A. and O.C.? Do you like L.A. more? Like, like what are your, what is your thoughts? And, you know, why do you feel like it's a good place for you right now? And it was, it was actually a very helpful text message because she, like, it's very similar in a sense. We were both pretty logical and she explained like a pros and cons and a very elaborate description as to why LA has been very fitting for her and has been very fitting for her in multiple areas, including her job, career options, opportunities, being in a bigger metro city, having more to do, etc. So, um, and then of course she did mention the things that she missed about Orange County. However, it was pretty evident for her that LA was a better option for her right now at this age. She's 24, I believe. So she's a year, a year and a half older than me. And I think her answer is definitely hit home for me because I was able to see a response from someone that not only lived in Orange County with me and understands, you know, why it's hard to leave the beautiful OC, but also understands the transition period, understands, you know, how to adapt to a new city. And so to get her insights on that and then for her to add her own personal preference as to why LA has been working for her, it really gave me deep insight into how it might look for me, especially with where I'm at in my career and my age and so forth. And so that was a big help. And then also, talking to my best friend Avery if you guys didn't listen to her episode I know that one has been a widely downloaded episode and we talk about just like how to adopt to a new city get out of your comfort zone and so forth and so she was also someone that I talked to when it came to hesitation on moving and like I said the hesitation was only about 20% there I think I was already 80% in but what really locked it down for me was just having those conversations with my old roommate Alexis and then my best friend Avery and just hearing both of them share their own experiences in moving what they've gained from it why they look back thinking when they were scared why that fear was just really holding them back and I think recognizing I've been in Orange County for five years I didn't see myself there for another year because 
while I don't believe you have to change your physical environment, I, for me personally, I do aspire and do love the concept of traveling and being a digital nomad or just, you know, kind of working from anywhere and having a base in a big metro city. So for me, pre-COVID, I ultimately was planning on moving to New York City in June. And then I didn't feel like moving to New York this year was going to be the experience I was looking for out of New York. So LA just felt, and again, everything else, as you guys heard in the beginning, um, there was just a lot of other factors that influenced me into going to LA. And then mind you, I never considered LA as an option ever before this year. And I will admit that that's a very hypocritical thought of me because and which has made me more open-minded as well realizing that hey you once said that moving to LA is not your thing LA is not gonna be a city for you and here you are actually so far enjoying it so I think that's something that is worth noting for those of you who maybe has said the same thing about another city and maybe you're still firm in it but I would totally advise to be open-minded into cities of all kinds even ones that you definitely never really thought you would like but you got to reflect on whether that city has other options for you for like your career like for example I think LA is great for entertainment creative you know podcasting obviously and just like many different creative industries and seeing how I love being in business and being in sales and whatnot I do hope to maybe establish a career more so in the creative world and so forth and I think LA and New York is the best for that and for me as well so that is uh, kind of my thought process on moving so next I'm going to move into talking about what makes moving to a new city easier after college so for those of you who are in your post-grad life or maybe you are currently a junior or senior and you're listening and you want to know maybe like where you're going to go after college right whether maybe you're already in a city right now or maybe you went to a school like Penn State which is uh where all my family went and everyone leaves Penn State because it's like a college town and you don't stay there whereas Um, Chapman where I went to school it's in Orange County so a lot of people do stay in Orange County and so you still have a Chapman network or your alumni network and so forth so for me if I really had to share what makes it easier I would say the first one is having friends already in that city so when I was thinking about moving to New York I already had quite a few of my closest best friends in the city and I think That's what made the timing to move this year, well, again, pre-COVID, that's what made the timing of it feel a lot more right, despite how many times I've visited New York in my childhood, in my teenage years, and my early 20s, I never once felt like I wanted to move to the city, because I also, too, I always thought it was too expensive for me, and I just had a lot of doubts, and I never really looked at the option of moving to New York. And then I was there in January for corporate training for my corporate job and I got to just really spend time in the city as if I was living there and that's when like that aha moment clicked for me. I was like, wait, this city really does feel at home and I would contribute that in part to having a few friends there. And 
that doesn't mean you always have to have friends already in that city but I will admit it really does help so if you do want to just leave the current environment you're in after college think about a city that you and a friend might want to move to together or a city that you at least know one or two people already in that city even if it's just acquaintances I would admit that I think that does make it a lot better but then also you know it's really nice to reach out to friends or peers or mutual friends from college so always looking at alumni networks seeing who works in that city now and then you know just connecting over the fact that you went to the same school um i also use social media for making friends in a new city and i will admit a lot of my friends in los angeles are people i've met through instagram which i used to think was silly to say and in fact a skating friend that I once had we I remember this was like when I was in in high school I was probably 16 or 17 I remember my tennis coach like she came to my lesson with me and or my clinic and my tennis coach was like oh where'd you guys meet and she blurts out oh we met on Instagram and I remember feeling so embarrassed by that I was like that sounds so weird but today it's so funny how common it is to meet on Instagram. Like, I have met a lot of great girlfriends on Instagram, especially in the creative world. And I've actually just met a few guys over Instagram as well, to be really candid. And so I think it's really nice um, with Instagram, you're able to kind of gauge how a person lives, you know, the types of places they like to go to. And I have definitely reached out to girls where they're in the same city and I'm like hey you know I see we have mutual friends I see that you like doing this this like I would love to grab coffee sometime if you're up for it I always reach out to people like that so I know it can be really intimidating and some might argue like okay but you have this platform yes but trust me when I say like if you put yourself out there and you're very warm and inviting and you share with someone kind of like your value for example like for me I would always propose myself and that person being very like-minded because we I don't know like maybe they go to the same restaurants all the time and I'm like hey I love that restaurant as well and I feel like we have a similar vibe I think people are more open to it than you would think and again worst case scenario they don't respond like so what literally so what like I don't know what you have to lose right there aside from your ego I guess but at the same time does it matter you know what I mean it's not gonna hurt you if anything you have something to gain from it but you don't lose anything so yeah that's my thought process on uh you know making friends or how to have friends there and then something else that I would say that makes moving to a new city easier after college is thinking about how that city can potentially enhance long-term goals or a career so kind of like what I said earlier I do want to be in a creative space, whether that is art, design, entertainment, podcasting, public speaking, whatever that may be. I want to be in a city that really embraces that. And so I think, honestly, I've always thought about LA. Well, not necessarily, but I always thought about being on the outskirts of LA and then New York City for sure. And then Miami. I even thought about Miami one time. I'm sure I mentioned that on a podcast episode previously, but I think that's something you should really think about as well. For some of you, that might be tech. If you want to be in tech, I know Austin, Texas is booming. I know uh, Silicon Valley, San Fran, although they're kind of dying because of COVID, unfortunately. Um, I think like Santa Monica in LA is a pretty good kind of tech 
space and then you know cities it just really depends on what you're looking for so i know nashville is also a great city just again depends where you're looking for another question or thought process that i asked myself was like what are the potential opportunities there does it have a lot going on there and more importantly is that what matters to me so at my age yes i wanted to be in a city that had a lot going on that had a lot of options and just had a lot of people places things to do because i love the busy environment that's actually something that my mom especially and my dad but more so my mom she just never understood like when i brought up the idea of moving to new york which piece of advice don't bring up your ideas and what your plans are with someone that you have a history with that they kind of always make you feel down about it so my mom i think she does this out of love but she she didn't like the idea of me moving to new york okay and (laughs) it's really funny because I would say it was more of a personal bias like she's like oh like it's too many people there like there's too many things to do um you know it's too crowded and I'm like I asked her is that what you don't like or is that what I don't like because I'm sitting here like I love the city being loud I love that there's so many people and there's so many things going on so that's something else you got to ask yourself like what are the potential opportunities and I think Los Angeles as most of us know there's a lot of opportunities there but uh, for me specifically I think it really does align with kind of where I see myself over the next year or two and so does New York so I think that's something you got to really hone down on is like what you are going there for not just for the sake of moving I guess I think that's going to help with your process on moving. And then the last thing I would say that does also help is proximity to home or a familiar place. So for example, New York is on the East Coast, which is where I'm very familiar with because I was born and raised in Pennsylvania, which is about two and a half hours away from the city. And then on the other hand, LA is 45 minutes from Orange County, where I lived for five years. And then I also used to visit LA often enough to know everything about living there and just how to get around so I will admit as well like it wasn't a major like drastic change in terms of physical environment but it was a a change uh, especially mentally because I think because I live alone and I think when you are especially during COVID when you're going through these things alone it can feel lonely but I'm so fortunate to feel like I have a lot of people around me because I'm talking to my friends and my coworkers and so forth every single day so it feels like I have the same things going it's just that my physical environment changed which I am so pleased about so if you're having trouble deciding maybe think of a city that's close-ish to home maybe like only a couple hours from home or you know maybe not too far from your college town where it'll still feel like you're not too far or you didn't make too drastic of a change So the next topic I want to talk about is how to make new friends. So I kind of spoke about it in the previous one, but I will say aside from social media and Instagram, I will say you have to just have the willingness to go out of your way to meet new people. So that could be social events, nightlife, bars, community events. Yes, outside of COVID, but... On top of that as well, I have actually made quite a few friends through fitness studios because that is something I obviously enjoy doing. So that could be SoulCycle, Pilates, 
or the gym um i do know that many people have told me like they think it's like scary to talk to someone at a fitness studio because you could be sweaty or you could just be like more in your zone but i think if you go to a fitness studio often enough where you see someone and you've seen them go to the same class as you like at the same hour i would strike a conversation and be like hey like i've seen you a couple times like just want to introduce myself and you know like because oftentimes too if if that person is going for example i usually go to like a 6 or 7 a.m workout and if i see someone going to the same 6 or 7 a.m workout as me every week or every other day whatever days that we go on i'm gonna realize like okay this person probably has some sort of similar or like-minded goal as mine because i'm working out early in the morning because i want to be disciplined i want to start my day early and i want to stay fit right i always elaborate on having like-minded people in your circle and keeping that circle elevated and i'm sure you're going to be able to meet more like-minded people who are doing a similar routine as you right Whereas some people who might not care about that as much, if you do want to find more like partying friends or people to go out with and, you know, just like live it up, that's like totally awesome. You're going to probably find more of those people out late at night, you know, on a Friday night, which again, like truthfully, that's how you're going to find more like-minded people to what you want to do. And then I'm going to use another example that my best friend Avery told me, which is just at your apartment complex. So if you guys heard the episode I had with her, I think it was episode 42, where she shares how like she'll sit by the pool. Uh, This was, I think, when she was living in Missouri and she was just she went up to these girls and just introduced herself and she said, hey, and you know, she became friends with them and I believe she ended up spending her Thanksgiving that year, which was last year, with those girls. So I thought that was super unique um, because her family is in uh, Orange County where we used to live. And then other places you can meet people and introduce yourselves in an apartment complex is like the gym, obviously, common areas, whatever that may be. Um, trust me I've done it as well I just think so many people hesitate on introducing themselves to people that live in their apartment complex so you never know where you can make a new friend so the second to last topic I want to talk about is stepping out of your comfort zone and just my thoughts on how I got out of my comfort zone so one thing I told myself was that worst case if LA doesn't work out I can just stay for a year and I can go back to Orange County or you know, I can go to Orange County multiple times of the week and be there, right, if I really need to. I also asked myself, what do I have to lose and gain from this move? So for me, if I stayed another year in Orange County, I saw myself being really complacent and stagnant. It wasn't just about the area and staying in Orange County, but like I said in the beginning of this episode, I want to explore different metro cities as much as I can in this lifetime. So staying in Orange County did not align with that vision and goal, which something my mom did not really understand, nor does she agree with, to be honest. So I want to elaborate on that as well, because I do feel like some people might have parents where they object on your decision to move, and I want to elaborate on that. But before we get into that, I also want to add as well, I was reflecting and I realized that growth comes from adversity and stepping out of your comfort zone and into new territories. So I think the last time I had a drastic growth period was in 2017 for a couple reasons, which I hope this isn't redundant, but I've definitely mentioned this a few times previously. But one, I was going through a very difficult breakup. 
and on that breakup it was uh, not just a breakout we were living together and then he moved out and i was in that apartment by myself i think for two months before our lease ended we also had a dog together although that dog is now with my parents which i'm very fortunate that they have taken him in and he's become a very good part of their life as well i think it was ultimately in the long run a good adaptation for them and my dog gets to join my childhood dog daisy and then the third reason why 2017 was such a big growth was that i transferred to a new university so i transferred from uc irvine to chapman which was very difficult because one i didn't know anyone i didn't have any friends i felt like i lost not lost but like i felt very disconnected and not spiritually connected with a lot of my friends from uc irvine one of my closest ones there she graduated at that year she was in a different city as well so i really just felt alone after losing my partner at the time although you know we we got back together but yes no longer with him either i just recognized though that that year like i focused on myself so much from like july 2017 through you know 2018 i read a lot of books i was very comfortable with not going out on a friday or saturday night i didn't go to any fraternity parties i was selecting core friends i would have today which i Avery is one of them for example she's one of my closest friends to date and she's a person that I met that year during this transition period and you know I realized like I went through a lot that year but I grew a lot that year and I know we probably all read quotes and hear it all the time from people that been through it but I will admit like I think we hate putting ourselves in new territories but sometimes we need to especially if you're feeling stagnant and you're feeling complacent and I think most importantly too when I traveled to Europe last year I recognized how much I learned about people and what's what else is out there in this world in Europe especially and I think I have so much more to learn as well even if I'm moving just from Orange County to LA I think there's going to be a lot that I'm going to be able to take away from this experience and I think for those of you who have not been able to experience a new city yet or maybe you know that you want to after college, I would say just understand that you're going to grow a lot from it and you're going to be uncomfortable in certain circumstances. But this is honestly an, an awesome time to be growing, especially in your 20s. Okay, and the last thing I want to share and talk about is just my overall thoughts since moving, just kind of to put a candid thought process out there so i will say and i want to touch on it a little bit i know i mentioned earlier in this recording is that i did have just some obstacles with my mom in regards to my decision and my plans to move and i want to talk about it because i do think it does occur more than i would know of in terms of like parents objecting you from moving to a specific city whatever and it's usually just out of safety and love right like a lot of them just get scared and worried for you but I do want to give some advice on what I was able to think about to get over that mental obstacle of my mom not being so on board with it which I will also say though she is obviously okay with it now but you know she she did try a lot to convince me to stay in orange county like she yeah she was i won't get into it but she did try many many very irrational things to try to get me to stay but the way i was thinking about it though is like 
at the end of the day, this is my life. This is a life that I'm living for myself. I am growing for myself. I am pursuing the things that fulfill me in life. And ultimately, I am the only person that can see the next step in front of me. Like my parents and your parents can see from afar. They can see what might look best for you in the next step. But you have the clearer vision because you are standing right behind the next step. And so ultimately when I realized that and I was telling myself, well, Emily, you know, she's going to always be upset and feeling certain ways about your decisions and you cannot control that. But if this is something you want to do and this is something that you find very aligned with your short-term goals, your long-term goals, and just ultimately the place and the people you want to be around, then this is what you should do. So I made that decision and here I am. I've been living here for over two weeks and I've been loving it. I'm very grateful for the support that I do have now from my parents in regards to my move. But Yes, I'm going to admit it's never that easy. It's um, for me, especially I, I go through a lot of difficulties in explaining it. But I will end with this is that if you do have that same issue where your parents or your family member or your mentor or whatever, they do tend to kind of put down your ideas or put down like if you bring up like, oh, I've been thinking about moving to Dallas and you hear them kind of get all pessimistic about it my best advice is to never share with those people the ideas that you have in your head until you're ready to actually do it meaning you've already made the decision you're going to do it because there's nothing worse than having external people even your parents get in the way of your decision making process because this should be about you and this should be a decision that you should be able to make for yourself especially if this is after college in your 20s, whatever that may be, we are all young adults. And again, we learn and we grow from the mistakes and the experiences and, you know, the successes that we have. So I hope this episode was somewhat useful and maybe you just thoroughly enjoyed hearing my thought process on moving and just how it's been so far. Either way, I always love to hear from you guys. So let me know in my DMs on Instagram. You can find me at Emily E. Duong. And if you've been enjoying this podcast in general, please be sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Till next week, guys, I hope you continue to enjoy your week, enjoy your time, enjoy this October spooky fall season, and I'll talk to y'all next time. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.